Jimmy! How the hell are you? Oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Long time uh, no see or speak, mate. How's it going? Yeah, long What time. can I do oh, for you? Ollie, mate, I am... I'm wired. I feel energized i feel alive i feel very fortunate right now um and it's all because of a very simple vehicle <laughs> a vehicle yeah i suppose it is I suppose it is a vehicle i i assume you're referring to your now famous um micro scooter that you use to get around the oh beautiful london town oh my god oh ollie i've just so I, i'm i'm back in the studio right so i'm i'm i've been going to the studio but obviously, I've wanted to work out... Well, I had to sit down and figure out how can I do this responsibly. There's, I don't want to be getting on the underground. I don't want to be... And the answer is really long journeys on a micro scooter. And that so is the only I've, answer, you're right. That is well, the only thing I don't come into contact do. with anyone. And I put my headphones on, but I put there's an option on the headphones that you can hear outside noise. Okay, so I'm still good. aware of what's going on around me. I never, well, let it be known, sometimes I fucking fly on this thing, but <laughs> I never I never go too fast if, you know, there's a lot of people, pedestrians. So are you on the walkers. fucking pavement? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just zooming through London at rush hour on the pavement? Yeah, yeah. And this but, is but something you're enjoying? I, Ollie. We are different. I was trying people. to weigh up the pros and cons of this, right? And the pros to me are very obvious. The cons are a bit more murky. I've I've put I've managed to work out one or two. Mm. But the pros, let's start with the basics. Obviously, chicks dig <laughs> micro scooters. Okay? So that's like a big that's Famously, a big yeah. tick. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I remember the- that when I was growing up, like in movies and everything, the the cool dude character would always rock up to prom on a micro scooter with yes you know the homecoming queen so yes. that's something that's just embedded in the culture sunglasses leather jacket and a micro scooter right so here we go number one chicks dig micro scooters number two i'm seeing this city from a whole new perspective because it's it's a i'm not kind of zipping past so fast like i'm in a car on a motorway this this morning I'd barely rubbed the sleep out of my eye. I'd been through Hyde Park. I'm talking Buckingham Palace, the Mall, London Bridge, Buckingham Palace, uh, the London Eye, Trafalgar Square. I'd seen it all. I so you know for tourism and for sightseeing, brilliant opportunities <laughs> await. Uh-huh. Um, I'm listening to music, right? And that might seem like well, that's not necessarily linked to the scooter, but it really is. I. I can promise you mm. that there's That's something weird. about. I swear I've like because I'm pretty sure I've listened to music before, mm. um, but without. I don't think I've never owned a micro scooter. So am I doing it wrong? Well, I don't want to speak for you, but I imagine what you would have to admit is that you've been a passive listener. Okay, and there's <laughs> a great difference in <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, when when the wind is rushing through your isolation main. Okay, and let it be known. I've started a kind of social experiment and anyone I pass when they're coming up to me, I slow down so as to not give the micro scooter a bad name. I want this to, to you know, to I want it off. to be seen as a positive thing. Yeah. And I give them such a warm smile. I try and channel a smile that says me and you, you know, you and me, we're in this together and Sounds we're going to be all right. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I know. As I said that, I realised now that's really, fucking... Sounds really, really quite creepy. But I tell you what, do you know what's lovely? The smiles I get back are amazing. Yeah, they're terrible. It's like... The, the, no, no, no. They're <laughs> trembling and they're like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, good, good for you, mate. Good for you. Off, well, off you no, go. I give a nice warm smile that says, hey, don't worry about it, you know. I know this might be intimidating. I mean, there oh, is a yeah. lot of rattling sounds that come off my scooter because I think something's coming loose. Which I need oh, okay. to, Be to have a look at, that, please. Yeah, um, I I must admit, I think once or twice, especially coming through Hyde Park on my way home, a few people recognised me, and must have that thought, what the fuck is going yeah. on? The yeah, pandemic well, me... hit hard. <laughs> it made me laugh so much because there's a you can tell when somebody is like, oh, I feel like I might recognise that. 
super cool guy. Mm. And um, it, it that exact thought goes through my head. What must they be thinking? I'm just trying and to imagine if I saw Sheeran zooming past on a Segway, I would think, what <laughs> the fuck's oh. going on? <laughs> yeah, and he's got a really weird smile on his and face. He's grinning at me and nodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the best one is there's quite a few people that are, you know I'm painting it in a in a particular light. There are some people that look at you like don't fucking smile at me. It's too early. <laughs> I've only had one coffee. Mm-hmm. You know all of that stuff. Um, but number, you know, at the top, I would say of the pros list is the endorphins. You can hear probably I am yeah, you're, rushing. You're absolutely buzzing. That is true. And I'm, I'm glad because this is a bit of a, a, a phone a friend after dark. This is a bit of a late night record. Mm. And obviously the, the danger, potential danger with something like that is that it's going to be low energy, but n- Clearly not, because you're no. absolutely rushing off micro-scooter yeah. endorphins. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I... I've had a big bag of micro-scooter, and it's, I'm, I'm loving it, God, You're absolutely... <laughs> no, actually, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's wonderful, really happy for you. But, um, you know, the cons, you said they were murky. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I can help clear them up a little bit. Um, yeah. Which leg do you pump the the, the pavement okay. with? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, no surprising. I know what you're going to say, and it is a con, for sure, <laughs> and I don't know how to counteract it at the moment. It's actually not the leg that I push with that's the concern. The leg that you're static with on the kind of board of the micro-scooter is... Yeah, I've just been on it for an hour and 20 minutes was the journey, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> It's insane, but hey, but it means that I'm socially distancing. But that leg is so swole right now because your all of your weight for an hour and twenty minutes is on one leg, okay. and it's I can already feel I've got one thick leg. Well, that's and I'm talking the thing. thick with two C's. Yeah, you're gonna have to start getting bespoke trousers made for one absolutely <laughs> wedged leg. <laughs> I mean is there any way it's possible to alternate um I've tried I've seen some people that are able to do it oh I'm yeah have you been watching scooter vids online <laughs> no 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 like today a no way a woman scooted towards me on the same model and we shared a smile that was just it was magic okay it was like you know and i know and you know fuck the rest of them because uh, hey <laughs> even <laughs> ollie even a year ago I've, I've had this scooter for less than a year if i'd seen someone on a scooter i would have thought get in the bin no way i'm not having it but so you can't don't knock it until you've tried it. Well, I mean I'm sure that I've I've uh, been on a micro scooter back in the day, but I was under the impression they were very much sort of child sized. Do you have an adult model? Do yeah, they I've make... got a commuter scooter. Commuter scooter. Okay, I'm actually Well, I don't know if it's called that. Okay. I'm actually I've just looked at the micro scooter website. Shop scooters by age, uh, and they do yeah. have an adult section. They also have yeah. a twelve month section. Jeez, they're starting young these Ooh, days. You're gonna so have an absolutely <laughs> swole leg by the time you grow up. Your leg will be If bad. I ever have children best rest assured there's gonna be a six month section on that oh, on yeah. that website. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um famously he was scooting before he could walk. <laughs> That's what they'll say about my kids. Well I mean, the good news is, well, you've already listed a few of the the excellent things about um, your new mm. scooter regime, but also eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. You're not getting stuck in any traffic because you're uh, ruining it for everyone else on the pavement by scooting through. Well, no, you do have to... See, here's the thing. There's this a new thing of electric scooters that I'm seeing in yeah. London and people have the audacity to ride them in the road and I'm furious for the car drivers that these people are in the road in, on these scooters. In the road or is it on a cycle in the cycle lane? No, in the road. 
Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it with headphones on as well. I've seen people in the road yeah. with headphones on, which to me seems like a special kind of madness. You've got some. Uh, yeah, cons. Uh, well, I mean, very sweaty. Well, um, yeah. I'm, and, George, just so you know, I'm on. Yeah. I'm on two shirts a day at the moment. So don't <laughs> yeah. talk to me about sweatiness. Yeah. Um, but that's been me every day. I, I, I ride my scooter for an hour and 20 minutes in the morning and an hour and 20 minutes in the evening. And it's made... Last week, I um, the night before we recorded, I had felt the obsessive thinking came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And it was hotly tipped as going to be one of the worst weeks since records began <laughs> for, for George Ezra. And that's persisted. It is true. It's been... I've been... In it, I've been. Oh, I thought that um, this was all the way this was set up. I thought you were gonna claim that your scootering had somehow had uh, the well, healing. Well, 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 hold on. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm still in it. Okay. I'm still in it. Um, and there's a few things I have to admit, and I think you have to do this. I hadn't been looking after myself for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are we talking? We talking lager? Um, I mean, some nights lager, some. yeah, and then some. That's you know what you know. Say no more, and that's you know that's on me. And I hadn't been getting out there and exercising, you know, and and I had been. I don't know. You thought it, ah, this whole lockdown thing. I look at the beginning of it, and I was that. Even we did the episode of you know have a routine, and I did for the first five six weeks. I had a routine. And then I very much didn't. Um, as always, I'm not looking to point my finger at one specific thing. But what I do know of myself is that I wasn't looking after myself as best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not been as full on in the last few days. And all I'm saying is that rain or shine, getting out for an hour a day, yes. 20 minutes, it's... Doesn't have to, to be a scooter that you're. No, out no, on. no, no. But I would recommend it. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Um, Let's get back to your week. Well, what I wanted to ask is how your sleeping has been, because when we spoke last week, you'd had a particularly shite night's sleep, mm. and mm. that and the kind of obsessive thoughts were getting in in bed together, as it were, and uh, mm. brewing up a horrid. Horrid week for you. Mm. Um, has that come to pass, sleep-wise? No, my sleeping has been utter shite. Um, oh, okay. So that yeah, yeah. Sorry, I phrased it confusingly. Um, I mean, I actually think it's very simple. It was. <laughs> uh, I could easily repeat it now because I remember what it was and it made sense. But what Ooh. I meant was, has it come to pass? As in, has not being able to sleep persisted? Uh, yes. Okay. Now, um, my question for you is, yeah. uh, when you can't sleep, is it mm. the the old, you fall asleep for a bit and then wake up and can't get back to sleep? Or is it mm. just you're, you realise you're still awake at 3am um, or whatever? Um, well... Or is it a nice bit of both? It's a nice bit of both. It's also a nice bit of emergency roadworks at 3am ah. on your street. One well, that was one night. One night there was a power cut on my street from about quarter to midnight, and that's all right. I lit a candle, and I kind of you know played my guitar, and I went to sleep. I went to bed at one a.m. Hopefully, after blowing the candle out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I worry about you, my dear boy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, and then at three a.m. Uh, they started to dig up the pavement to get to the the issue, and that went until five a.m. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so there was that, which is you know a one-off. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, I've been finding it hard to drop off, but especially now that I have been looking after myself a bit better. Um, there's the I, I don't know how to word this without it sounding bad but there aren't any uh there's uh, no aids there's no aids there are no aids to help you get to sleep um no and so that always takes a bit of adjustment doesn't it well Um, yeah i mean 
Are you sitting up in bed, kind of? Is that when in the obsessive thoughts come to you in particular, or is is that, or is it kind of throughout the day? It's throughout the day. Um, so that you've just reminded me of something. The first time I ever went to visit a therapist, I walked there. Um, oh, this is pre-scooter. This was pre-scooter, but it was a very similar distance walk. Um, and actually, I went through Hyde Park, and I walked for probably an hour and 40 minutes and whatever the topic of my intrusive thoughts were at that time they were kicking off as i went to visit this woman and there was one thing that i would remember that i saw a spider's web in a fence like an iron fence it was between two of the whatever the beams of this fence and somehow i managed to attach that to whatever it was i was thinking about at the time that even saying that out loud is quite an odd thing but th- th- it's because i need to i find a way to let anything in my day be connected to whatever the flavor of the month is when it comes to intrusive thoughts so mm. a friend can say something that has nothing to do with it you know on paper and i find a, it's as if you know I, I know i've said it before but it's like my brain is doing everything that it can to wear me down it's doing everything that it can to test me and so the this last week it's been that and i've been aware of it and i've also been aware of moments where it hasn't been there whether that be an hour or so but i only realized that after the fact and those aren't hours of i'm not it's not that they're not there because i'm i'm being present or that i'm it's because i'm distracted you know so it's not like i'm living that sounds extreme, but it is no, I know like, what uh, you mean. yeah, it's, um, but, and like all of these things that I think it's sometimes hard for people to understand, it's, there's also been moments of great joy in the last seven days and the two can coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to remind myself of that. It's a bit like that <clears throat> thing you've said before of, uh, there is no kind of fixed point where you... Um, have completed your mental health journey and you never Mm. have to think about it again it's always going to be like intertwined with normal everyday even like banal stuff or Mm -hmm. good stuff it's just um it's uh it can accompany all sorts of things because yeah i mean i it's hard to explain but or maybe it isn't that hard to explain there are certainly times even if in general i'm feeling particularly depressed or whatever it's not like i never laugh i never crack a smile in Mm -hmm. that whole time and i can have good day uh, you know i can go out and enjoy something uh usually um the i think kind of learning that these things are gonna persist and coexist with normal life is is kind of a a helpful thing for me at least because mm. it's much more helpful than than desperately hoping that your entire personality is going to suddenly change um because that ain't happening um yeah but i guess for you well yeah i guess it's the it's the way it comes and goes it's i guess it's the same for a lot of things and and i i probably don't help that my brain automatically tries to kind of do the rationalization thing of like well have you what sparked it was it this blah 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 try finding reasons for it blah 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 even though i don't know how helpful that is but that's just sort of like automatically where my brain goes um and it's i mean i do it to myself as well but like i wonder if a healthier way of thinking about it is is just like ah well this is happening at the moment (laughs) Um, mm. and I know, I know maybe some things that can at least alleviate or distract me for the time being. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying no one should ever dig into why they feel certain ways, but sometimes you, you can, no matter how much you try and analyze it, you never have a very satisfying answer. That's not always the case, but that's just how it seems to me sometimes um i i I think you're well i i know exactly what you're saying and i think you're right actually ollie um you know this but i've not wanted to share it 
on the podcast yet, and I'm not sure why. I just well, I th- yeah, I, I think it's because I wanted to make sure I knew where I was at with it before I shared it. But uh, in the first week of isolation, I was introduced to a therapist uh, just on the phone, and I was aware that for a while I had been in a good place compared to where it had been in the past. And I thought, well, this might be a good time to start a conversation with somebody while you are able to talk fluidly. Is that it? Does Uh, that make sense? Yeah. Talk, that's not what I want to say. I can talk clearly about what it is I experience without being in the eye of the storm at the moment instead of waiting for, like last week, it to explode again and go, I need help! You know, and then sit down with someone and go, uh, it feels like this and this, and it made no sense. And so for the last three months, I've spoken to this guy once a week on Zoom. And um, it's just been incredible, I think. And it was so, I'm so grateful to myself for having started talking to him in a moment where, you know, I was able to get across what I'd experienced in the past and, you know, everything around that. So that last week when it did, when I needed help, there was already this, this, uh, the backstory. You know, we had had yeah. 10 weeks or so of talking. And there's been, some of those weeks, there's the conversation. I don't know. I found this person that I'm able to talk to. I really love it. And it throws up this, I think for anyone that is in a position where they can talk to somebody and thinks and is curious as to whether they should or not, I would say try it. And this will be the sixth person I've seen at different points. And none of them, I can now say, have been as beneficial as this person. But it does also make me think how lucky I am that I'm able to even just financially afford to do that once a week. And something that I'm aware of is the fact that charities... Especially, I know this about Mind, which is a charity that I work with whenever possible, uh, which is a mental health charity in the UK, have really been hit by the the lockdown and the pandemic because Can't do X events. amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, they've not made the money that they need to make yeah. through the shops. And um, it really, it, it, it makes me realise just how important these charities are because w- with them... And I remember the first event that I did with Mind. It was a gig in London and it was a Christmas gig that we now do once a year. And everything went to the charity. Um, and uh, one of the reps afterwards was like, you know, it's because I had said awareness is so important and conversation and the, um, trying to eradicate stigma as best as we can. I'd said that on stage, you know, that's why we were there. And afterwards they said, you know, the thing is, that's brilliant, but... We need also money. need people's yeah. We need people's donations. We really do. Yeah. Um, it's not that's not an add-on. You know, it's not like a Brucey bonus of like, <laughs> oh yeah, and um, you can't offer the services that they do um, uh-huh. based on goodwill and awareness. And in an ideal world, we might have a a government that was sort of uh, providing a lot of the things that these charities find themselves filling a gap that mm. you know could be aided by more funding from certainly in the UK from the government but as we find ourselves because the other thing is people obviously have people have less money right now they have less um spare cash so stuff like donating is to a charity when maybe you you know you you're strapped for cash yourself in other ways i mean it's just a difficult thing to see how because i mean i can tell you from personal experience that particularly the things like the samaritans these phone lines that are completely free and a lot of them are available at sort of all all hours that costs money to keep going and you know, they really help people and they save people's lives and stuff. I guess what I'm doing right now is taking a very long time to say charities are good. Uh, I, well, exactly. 
And I just interesting. Uh, no, interesting to think about. Very interesting point you make there. Um, I yes, it's true. We are now. I would imagine at the beginning of what is going to be a very hard time um, because every yeah, everyone's going to be. Every, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be fine. But, but well, what I was going to say is if you are in a position where you can help mind it, it's mind.org.uk and if you go on that website um there will be two buttons at the top one says get help now so if you are somebody that feels as if they could benefit from the um services that mind provide there's that button and that's a yellow button and next to that there's a purple button and it says make a donation and if you're able to no matter how big or small that would be an amazing thing well yeah i know that you've done a lot of work with mind um i've kind of uh had a similar impact i've retweeted them a few times um so you know we both not competition but we're both we're both helping um (laughs) Do you know what? Actually, I would love to say thank you to anybody listening to this podcast now that has donated or come to any of my events for Mind in the past, because that's without that, the money isn't made. And I don't know the exact figure, but you guys have raised an awful amount of money. Um, An awful amount of money. (laughs) Is that a bad way to word it? Um... (laughs) An awfully uh, large amount of money. Yeah, that's what I meant. An awful lot of money has that's been raised it. thanks to you lovely people. Um, yeah, so, and yeah. again, you know, the the retweeting from from my part. Um, <laughs> yeah. Similar kind of thing. So I just want to thank anyone who might have seen my tweet uh, retweeting. Um, and also I want to say you're welcome uh, to mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wicked. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Um, Um... George, my dear Ollie. boy. Yes, yes. Last week, mm. we spoke a little bit about um, how uh, old you are and how you don't know how the, the youth speak. Um, so mm. I thought this week we might do a quick quiz that was more suited to your uh, talents, your your expertise. Um, okay. So this is a Tudor slash medieval slash... No, not medieval, actually. Uh, early modern slang quiz okay mm-hmm. so yep. i'm going to give you a tudor uh oh God, that's not really tudor, <laughs> it's not tudor. Really tudor. <laughs> tudor. yeah um but also it's not like some of it's a bit later than some. well look i don't think any of them are gonna hear you so it's fine well yeah but last time my mum uh i said something because my mum's historian last time i said something and my mum corrected me uh and oh god i felt small so oh god your mum i forget that she's a historian she must hate this podcast well the amount I mean, of I don't like, know misinformation I... and nonsense ne- yeah not necessarily just because of the history stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um okay are you ready for this my dear boy yeah god i'm hot and sweaty right question one. <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> question one uh if I were to say, uh, or if I were to call you a roaring boy, one, would it be positive or negative? And two, what, what do you think that means? What do you think I'd be calling you? I think a roaring boy would be positive. And I think that roaring boy means that I'm a hardworking and diligent young man. Wow. Okay. Couldn't be more wrong. A roaring boy is negative. <laughs> It's a when you first split second, hold on, when you said wow, I was like, oh, fuck me, I've nailed it. Yeah, yeah, you, 
you thought you'd absolutely smashed it right out of the gate. Oh. I'm afraid to say, no, you, you, you sort of said the opposite because a roaring boy is a hooligan or a thug because right. I suppose the idea is that, you know, if you think about a boy, yeah, and mm. they're going around no roaring. I know, I know, but I was trying to think, well, that's what he wants me to say. And that this is why I will never yeah, do well, mind games, quizzes man. on TV because I don't know the answers and then I assume that it's going to be whatever it isn't, whatever's the obvious answer. You usually be. end up doing all right with these. Uh, well, I usually tell you the answer, but, you know, it's still. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, if I called you a punk, George, what do you think that would mean? I know the answer to this, Okay. but I can't remember it. I've So you don't. This. I mean, that's, that's similar to not knowing, isn't it? Like, yeah, not being able to remember. It's very similar. It's very similar, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> Um, you once a knew punk, it. I think. Ah, is... uh, yeah, Andy Grace. Yeah, no, no, no. A punk, I think, was somebody that drunk a lot. Well, I mean, we'd have to. Uh, I mean, they may do that as well, but it's a a sex worker. It's a prostitute. So a punk. Um, would be someone who, uh, just in case you don't understand what a prostitute is, um, someone who uh, swaps money for sexual... Swaps. 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 <laughs> yes, and then they swaps. swap back. Fucking <laughs> swaps. Okay, exchanges, cool. well, exchanges. Yeah, just swaps. Yeah, just went down to Tesco's and swapped some money for a meal deal. Well, that um, is what you do. That's how it works. Yeah, it's similar, isn't it? Um, okay, what's question number three Okay, then? so next up, a pillycock. This actually Ooh, has uh, two, two different but linked... Uh, meanings. I think it's either a overly confident gentleman or it's somebody that's got an embarrassing illness. Hmm. Well, if you call having a penis an embarrassing illness, then yeah, you're correct <laughs> because a pillycock is a vulgar term for a boy or uh, more specifically, you can use it to refer to the penis. And if you haven't got it by now, um, I've chosen very funny words. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, pillycock. I like that. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to be using it. Well, no. Like, some, so not... I mean, some of this stuff might might get out there. Um, yeah. Okay, next up. Who's that pillycock on the micro scooter with one thick leg <laughs> grinning at me? I thought you were going to say with a thick pillycock and I was absolutely <laughs> no. outraged. No. Um, okay, so now this... These are two uh, words that we, we know as as names, I think. But in this sense, they, they have slightly different but similar meanings. So one, Jordan, and the other, Jakes. What do you think is a Jordan or a Jakes? A Jakes is a... Um, Remember, it's funny a, words. It's, yeah, a Jakes is either a jester or an idiot, I think, um, or joker. And a Gordon... Is Jordan? A, uh, is it Jordan? Pardon? Uh, Jordan, my friend. Jordan with a J, hard J. Yeah, I don't know what Gordon is. I Actually, know that it's linked to. It's just Jordan. Wait, you say what? Are you saying Gordon? No, you know I'm not. So we'll just come on. <laughs> come on now. Uh, Jordan is somebody that plays the flute so well <laughs> that they're. They can charge double. Okay, so, I mean, remember I did say that they had similar uh, meanings, so you think that a joker <laughs> often can also play the flute so well that they charge double. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry if we've got any Jakes or Jordans out there listening. I'm sorry, but back in the day, uh, your names used to mean toilet or chamber pot. So, remember, George, yeah. uh, just for the last time, I'm going to remind you, funny words. These are yes. funny words, uh, you know, penis, you know, thugs, prostitute, not funny. <laughs> That's, you know, whatever. It's a profession. I, I apologize for that. But the other one's very, very funny. Now, this one could absolutely be applied to the messenger boy. Okay. okay. Eater of broken meats. Uh, yeah. Um, eater of broken meats. Is it somebody eater of broken meats? 
I'm thinking it's got something to do with what you wear or a collection you have. Mm. Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah. And yeah, maybe my name's Gordon. I'm being serious. Eat soup, broken meats. Is it somebody that eats soup with their hands with fingerless gloves on? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, no, my dear boy, one. my dear boy. It's it's an it's an insult about uh, of of social position. So you're indicating that the person eats other people's leftovers. So like the messenger boy, you know, we usually just kind of give him the burnt scraped ends after we've had a large uh, bucket Feast. from Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken. Um, so he would be a uh, little scumbag eater of broken meats. And now one last one, also kind of food related. Bread mm. sippets. Bread sippets. I like this one. Okay, so is that when you deliberately wear... Um, it's like a often clothing based. Is it? Um, wait, tell me if I'm right. Am I on the right track? So I'll guess again. No, you're not on. The, no, it's nothing to do with clothing. Okay, it's what quite, was it called? Simple breads. No, and it was Jordan. Uh, bread sippets. S i p p e t s. It's quite literal. I think one. bread sippets is either a bag of miscellaneous breads, like like different. When they've finished baking all of the loaves, or the any od- odds and crumbs ends. and bits, they get in a bag, yeah, and bag then you get given that. Or bread sippets is when you, the little bits you put in your soup that mop it up at the end. Oh, that is so close! I'm gonna have to give you that. So you got yeah! you, you, you end yeah! the quiz with one point. <laughs> Um, so I'm right in saying that you eat your soup with your hands and fingerless no, gloves and there's no, sippets in no. the bottom that soak up the tricks. Well, the bread sippets, yeah, they're slices of bread that you put under meat to soak up the juices because they're sipping up Ooh. all the juices. Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> well, what a world we live in. And hey, I often think, wouldn't it be a beautiful thing, genuinely a fucking, an incredible thing if we find out that they had actually invented the camera centuries before we thought, but then for whatever reason, they my, lost my the technology and it had to be right invented is... again. No, I'm being serious. I often think this. If there was a period in time, ancient history, early modern, where they invented, they had the technology of a camera, but for a tragedy, whatever happened, that we lost the technology and then had to relearn it. And I want to excavate and dig up the really old photos that have never been seen before. Yeah. I in, mean... And in mint condition and only one previous owner. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. Um, uh, I'll ask my mum if there's any chance of that. I'm not sure. I think... For the technology to be so completely and utterly lost with no mention for, uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years, I think it's unlikely. But, hey, stranger things have happened, my friend. Yeah, but you never know. I just, I live in hope. Yeah, good for you. Anyway, kid, punk. No, no, not uh, not like that. One second, George. Um, why don't we beckon the uh, eater of broken meats to come over... Okay. And deliver okay. us. Are you all right? Yeah, I just, it's weighing heavy on my conscience the way we talk about this young man. And I don't think we pay him anywhere near enough. You haven't been paying him, have you? Well, this is exactly my point. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, I think that's exactly enough. Um, <laughs> okay. Listen, come George. On, this come on. No, 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 George. This is the thing. You and I, I mean, I've already accepted this. You need to accept it. We're bad boys and we're damn good at it. So- scoot, scoot. <laughs> scoot, scoot. <laughs> ring. Scoot, scoot. Ring, ring. Bad to the bone. <laughs> okay. I'm on a highway. <laughs> scoot, scoot. <laughs> yeah, get a little, get a little honker that goes. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's quickly fucking get through these emails before you your endorphins go and you're on an absolute crash after an hour and twenty minutes of scooting. Email for you, my lord. This email has just come in, my lord. 
Um, this is kind of uh, scooter related, but this is from Megan, who says, Hello from the USA. Whoa! Hi, Uncle Sam. Thank you for listening. I have been hesitating to send this email because I don't want to waste your time slash clog up your inbox. Uh, Megan, as you can tell, we've got a lot of time on our hands. No such thing as wasting <laughs> our time. I figured it might be a mildly entertaining tidbit. Um, I've been enjoying hearing about George's inventions. Hmm. About a month ago, he mentioned the invention of hand heelys. When I heard that, I instantly had a vivid flashback to this illustration of the wheelers from when I read... <laughs> From when I read the Wizard of Oz books as a child. So, George, if you could open up your WhatsApp, I'm about to send you. Is this what you had in mind when you hey. were imagining your hand healies? And if you uh, could please read the um, text at the bottom. Oh, so at the bottom it says, it's a wheeler. It's a wheeler. It's a picture of, it's very, um. what's that, um book where it's like the cat in the hat uh dr zeus yeah it's got very dr zeus-esque yes i can see that um terrifying and yeah disgusting like quite haunting haunting image and that no i was picturing me with a smile on my face going down your the road you grew up on ollie and you looking out of your window and going (laughs) thanks for censoring this (laughs) yeah um yeah, because I mean, just for the for the listener out there, this image is a kind of humanoid thing on all fours, but instead of hands or feet, they've got wheels sort of grafted to their limbs, and um, their fate. They're kind of I think they're screaming in pain because this must fucking hurt. This horrible thing that's happened to them. Mm. And look, Megan, thank you for sharing this. Well, as as I, sh- I should say that Megan says, I'm sure that George's hand heelys would be a much more fun experience and certainly yes. less, less yes. horrifying. Um, yes. Yeah. So I don't think she was suggesting this is the route you should go down, but that's what it conjured up. Well, Megan, thank you very much for sending this in because it's a really, because I find often with inventing, it's, it's, it's as useful to know what it is you don't want to make. Yes. As, you know, that can be equally as productive. So thank you very much. And Megan, I hope you're well and, not you know, from, I hope Canada. your family are well too. Okay. Where you said that was slightly strange, slightly threatening. <laughs> I hope your family are well too. It's like you know something that we don't. But uh, anyway, to, to... I'm just sending love in yeah. weird times. Okay, fair enough. Uh, quick one from Molly or Mo. Um, hi, George and Ollie. As a certified teen, I can confirm that I have never said, nor heard, nor read anyone use the word prawn ever. As George <laughs> said, that website is fake news. Thanks for the amazing yes. podcast, your friendly teen Mo. Thank you, Molly. Uh, yeah, I've never come across that one myself, and I'm I'm probably just as young as you, really young. Um, Thank you for sending that in, Molly. Thank you very much, Molly. Now, um, as a certified teen, yeah, yeah, well, we've, we've got the youth audience clearly. Okay, so this is sort of linked to a conversation we were having earlier about charities and mental health organisations. So this is from Caroline. Uh, hello, Ollie. No George at all. Big fan of that. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I'm I'm entirely aware it's because I think I let slip that I'm the one that read the reads the emails. Um, Hope you're doing well this week. I felt compelled to share a recent observation that I have made doing my Samaritans work and subsequently some ideas slash information that could possibly be useful during this time. Over the past few weeks, I've noticed an increase in calls to Samaritans from people who are really starting to feel the mental and emotional impact of living in lockdown. Uh, And Caroline notes that this is just her personal observation and uh, not driven by data. Um, Caroline, you've heard the podcast. We're not big on data. (laughs) Oh, God. You're one of us now, Caroline. Welcome. Um, No, that's, I mean, that's cruel on... Caroline actually works for the Samaritans, so you are absolutely not one of us. Um, Okay, I suppose it's unsurprising because at the beginning of all this, the enormity of the global situation was so alarming and unreal that we were blinded for a moment. But for many people, as time has gone on and the reality of the situation has settled in, so too has a sense of hopelessness, isolation and or fear of what might be to come. Now, I really hate to be a negative Nancy, and so I apologise if the above sounds a bit bleak, but having had personal contact with some of the people suffering... 
and knowing that you guys have a platform which reaches so many, well, maybe, I just wanted to share the following two things, which have proven absolutely invaluable to me in the hope that they might reach someone who needs them. So here goes. The first is just a simple set of guidelines, if you like, on how to achieve and or maintain mental well-being. You may already be familiar with them as they are pretty widely used within the field of mental health, often referred to as the five steps to mental well-being. One, connect with other people. Two, be physically active. Uh, Caroline hasn't said this, but that can include micro-scooting, George. Three, mm. learn new skills, such as micro-scooting. Four, mm -hmm. give to others. Five, pay attention to the present moment. And Caroline has provided links on the NHS and the Mind website where you can read more about those five key things uh, and in detail. Caroline says, for most of us, all five of these things should be possible during lockdown, even if we have to think a bit more creatively about some of them. And for those who are in any way impeded from one or more of them, for example, not everyone can be physically active, then... I suppose they can be encouraged to focus more attention on those they are able to achieve. These things may seem trivial and or obvious, but I can vouch for their value on a personal level, having turned to them myself in my more challenging moments. If you commit to maintaining as many as possible, then the combined impact can be powerful enough to get you through dark or distressing times. Uh, the second thing I wanted to pass on relates to number one on the list above. Connect with other people. It's a simple metaphor which I was first introduced to in my Samaritans training. Imagine for a moment a tumble dryer in motion full of multicolored clothes spinning around and around. For the purpose of this allegory, the tumble dryer is your head and the clothes are your thoughts. And the idea is that when a caller rings Samaritans, their thoughts are likely to be spinning around in the tumble dryer. Multicolored, multifaceted, perhaps getting caught up in one another, trapped inside the machine and altogether hard to make sense of. So in the process of a caller talking through what's on their mind, the hope is that together, caller and listener, we can metaphorically stop the tumble dryer, open the door, take out its contents and start a arranging them neatly into piles. For me, this very simply explains the value and importance of honest conversation and of offloading to someone else. Of course, the clothes do not disappear in this process of talking. Hopefully they become easier to understand, ultimately less overwhelming or frightening to bear. In effect, the caller can leave the conversation feeling lighter about life, even though their situation has not inherently changed. Does that make sense? Exclamation mark, question mark. Caroline? Yes. It does to me. Right, I have accidentally written a novel, so I will swiftly bring this to a close. <laughs> I take my hat off to you, Ollie, if you have made it thus far. Well, we all have together, and it's been very helpful, at least for me, especially that um, that second metaphor of the clothes. I like that because, yeah. as Caroline says, it doesn't imply that you're getting rid of your thoughts or that you're kind of igno ignoring them like you are taking account of them and they're not going away but you're dealing with them in a different way and you're organizing them you know yeah i love that metaphor the washing machine um and the colors that i relate to that the, the colors of the you know they're just how many different thoughts can be going around somebody's head i just think it's incredible that people like caroline exist yep. and that she's you know and just ready at the end of the phone and that she's found time to write to us that's what i was gonna say yeah on 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 top of being at the other end of the phone for samaritans she yeah. she's providing us with some helpful info so yeah if if anyone listening to that is interested if you go on the nhs or the mind website and you look up these five steps to mental well-being you, you should be able to to find them and remember that samaritans are there if you if you think you might need to speak to someone um, and uh, let me just tie this up very neatly. If you feel like you need to stop the tumble dryer, open the door, take out its contents and start arranging them neatly into piles. And uh, that's how you do podcasting. You're welcome. <laughs> Ollie. <sighs> yeah. And now, what's that? How's that song go? And now. The end is near. There's heard a hell of a final curtain. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, that. Ollie, my finest of friends, thank you very much for this phone call. And thank you for letting me just rab it on. I've really enjoyed it. Well, thank you for sharing with us your new thick leg and and your new uh, therapy habit. Uh, which is a very it's all yeah. sounds very positive and um it's yeah it's a like i'm just i'm so happy i've done it and and never more so than last week when it's not that the weeks before hadn't been beneficial but they had been it's like laying far the more conversational it, absolutely absolutely um, and yeah that's remar- that's a good reminder mind.org.uk go and donate if you can yeah go and hit them up if you feel as if you could benefit from their services and please tell a friend about the show give us a five-star review leave a review smile uh, well you're missing the crucial <laughs> thing here, <George. laughs> can we start again i realized you know what even when i said tell a friend i was like i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> Well, if oh. you, uh, yeah, mind, get, in, uh, get on the mind website and um, if you are able to donate some money or take advantage of all the resources they have there, it, there's so much stuff there and it's very useful. Um, and just a quick reminder that George and I are both sort of equally, equal ambassadors, I would say, of mind, both done kind of an equal amount of of work for them. And so if anyone's kind of thinking... Oh, George has raised X amount. You know what's Holly done? Um, just remember, like the retweet, like it, it, these little things are sometimes more important than the kind of big flashy. You know, you know, raise a lot of money, help a lot of people, like, all that stuff. That's all. But if you want to get in touch with us on this uh, podcast, which is that's yeah. what you're listening to. Um, yeah, George, my dear sweet angel. Boy, <laughs> how yeah. would you do that? How would you get in touch with us? What's the Please. best way? The best way to contact us. It's so it couldn't be easier, guys. And I really urge you to try it. You email us. The email address is contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And Ollie is waiting eagerly on the other end of the, uh, I don't know how that works, but the internet. On the other end of the internet, yeah. Yeah, on the other end of the internet. And he can't wait to read them and I can't wait to hear them. Yes, I I do very much enjoy reading all the emails. So please do get in touch. And, um, God, I'm melt, my brain, my brain melt in this... I have to record the podcast in the hottest room of this flat. Um, I, I've already disclosed to George before we started recording that I'd taken my shirt off, but I didn't factor in um, <laughs> the fact that this chair is made out of leather. I think I am oh. now part of the chair. I think I live <laughs> here now. So I think I'm going to have to sort of chisel myself off here. All that remains is for us to say to all our brothers and sisters all over the world not just mm. in Canada. Much love, big smiles. Uh, thank you for listening. George, um, I like you and I'll speak to you next week. <laughs> yeah, I like you too, man. And I'll speak to you later on. God, I'm stuck. <laughs> I am sticky and stuck. <laughs> bye. For real, bye. Bye. <laughs>